Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. The Word of God is full of life-changing power. So our prayer is that this broadcast equips you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. Remember to hit the notification bell on YouTube to get this teaching and worship with us live each week. Let's join Bishop Greer. Father, open hearts today, meet needs. Father, I'm going to talk, but you're going to teach. And may we leave this session together different than when we came. And we pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 4 and verse 1. And we are going to pick up right in the text here. Now, as they spoke to the people. Now, this is really picking up on chapter 3. And Peter had just performed an incredible miracle at the gate. Beautiful. Uh, he healed a man that had been paralyzed from birth. And uh, Jerusalem was abuzz with excitement about what had just happened. Everyone was excited. Everyone was happy until Debbie Downer showed up. Let's take a look. And then it says, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them. These were very, very powerful men. They had just successfully crucified Jesus, and it appeared that the disciples very well could have been uh, next. I really like what Winston Churchill said. He said, all having an enemy means is that at some point in your life, you stood up for something. Being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And here's the deal. All of us will face fear at times. Life can be quite scary. But don't let this stop you, because if I have to confess, about 90% of the time or so, I just do it afraid until the fear goes away. And, and you may see me sweat. You, you may even see me tear up and cry. You, you may even see me fail, but you will never see me run. And they laid hands on the disciples. This is uh, King James' way of saying that they treated them badly. Uh, they, they roughed up the disciples. And, you know, it's discouraging when you try to do the right thing and people treat you bad. But this is what happened to the disciples. And they put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. Now, most people, this is important, that went to jail in those days did not come out. It was a lot like prisons and uh, jails in the 60s, way down in the deep south. Often when you went into those things, you didn't uh, come out. 
Uh, everything that was done to these disciples was designed to intimidate and to frighten them. And the disciples were in, in the midst of it. But, but here's the deal. For the disciples, the question was not, are you going to let me, but who's going to stop me? And this was their attitude. And, and here's the deal. Folks, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. And that's just, that's just the truth. Skip to verse 5. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as the high priest, uh, Caiaphas, uh, John, uh, and, and Alexander. So this is pretty much the Sanhedrin here. And as many as were of the family of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. So again, these, these are the nation's most powerful leaders and rulers, the movers and the shaker. And most of them had an ax to grind against the disciples. They hated the Jesus movement. And when they had set them in the midst, they began to examine, dissect, and scrutinize these men. And that's very, very uncomfortable. And then they said, by, by, by what power? And, and it was a snide tone in their voices. Or by what name have you done this? And, and you would expect the disciples to fold up like lawn chairs. But watch the next verse. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't read past that. The reason that Peter was able to stand up against these rulers in this situation was because of what he was filled with. You see, religion focuses exclusively on filling churches with people. The gospel focuses on filling empty people with God. And this is what God had done in Christ and Jesus' life here. Verse 8. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, the disciples were not filled with the Spirit to do easy things. They were filled with the Spirit to do impossible things. It was just a few months prior that Peter actually uh, denied the Lord three times in one night. I know every now and then we, we might have a bad night, but three times in the same night, Peter betrayed the Lord, but something was different. Then Peter, what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, why is it that we eat until our stomachs are full? We, we look until our eyes are filled with sight. We listen till our ears are filled with hearing. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we just seem to embrace him by the spoonful. What, what, what is the deal with us? But, but Peter refused to do this. Watch this. Then Peter not just a dab will do. This is Peter filled to overflowing, filled to the place you couldn't deny it, filled to he was overcome and overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit. You see, Peter understood what life was like when, when he was all talk and no action, all sail and no wind. But when his wind finally showed up, he soared and became every inch of the man that God had created him to become. So here we have Peter again, a man just, you know, a few months back, he backed up, you know, I don't know Jesus. He denied even knowing him. And, and it was all before a little girl, a servant girl at a fire. But at this point, when he's filled with the spirit, there's a different Peter. He looked at these men and he looked them in their eyes and watch what he said to him. Rulers. Of the people of Israel. He didn't call them bad names. He didn't get ugly. But watch what he does. If we this day are judged for a good deed, he didn't back up. He said, we're not doing anything bad. He, he answered for himself. Done to a helpless man. 
by what means he has been made well. Well, here's the deal. Let it be known to you all. So I want you to see that Peter's saying, I ain't afraid of anybody here. You know, I may not be able to stop you from hurting my body, but but I'm not going to let you punk my soul. And this was the way Peter responded to this council of learned Powerful. You got to imagine these guys are in robes. They, I mean, these, these expensive robes at that. They have their servants uh, around and you have these, these disciples, you know, and, and somewhat shabby uh, garbs, if you will. And uh, uh, they're standing before the, the, this, this, these great men and they have the audacity to look them in the eye and answer firmly for themselves. He said, let it be known to all of you, all y'all and to all the people of Israel that is by no backing down here. No, no, no. I, I don't know. You know how this, I, I want you to know it's by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This is why I still publicly pray in the name whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead by him. This man stands here before you whole. So he's basically accusing all the men sitting there murdering Jesus, and he does it to their face. And then for the next couple of verses, he actually preaches uh, the word of God to them. But here's the principle I want you to see. When we become fearless, we become limitless. This time, Peter did not succumb to his fear. And the reason behind it is he was filled with something. And if you no longer want to succumb to your fears, you got to be filled with something uh, other than than the latest news on on television. You got to be filled with something other than what everyone else in the neighborhood uh, is talking about. Peter here was filled with God's Holy Spirit. Verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. They couldn't believe the audacity of these men to speak to them with such confidence to defy them to the degree that they were defying them in this moment. But here's the deal. When Jesus is your teacher, your education or lack of education really doesn't matter. And they realized that they, the disciples, had been with Jesus. So. What the, the Bible's communicating here, they were scratching their heads at the moment. Where are these guys coming from? How, how dare they speak with such confidence and boldness to, to men like, like, like us? But, but as they listened to them speak, they were like, you know what? These guys remind us of someone. Then it hit them. They're just like their master, Jesus. And here's what I want to remind you of. We're not going to be able to remind anyone of Jesus living in Fear. See, we can be responsible without being fearful. And these disciples refuse to give in to their fears. Second Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not, absolutely not, it's very clear language, God has not done this. God has not given us a spirit of fear. So where is all the fear in our lives coming from? Well, I'll tell you, the issue is we are more filled with the cares of this world, more filled with CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, instead of the only one that can help. Of course, you're afraid because you you invest all those hours every day listening to fearful sources. 
But if you want to be full of something, you got to put it in you. And if you're putting, that's all, the, the world is all you're putting in you. Don't be surprised by the fear that comes out of you. You got to remember what side of the bread uh, your butter is on. You know, uh, I know where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. And you got to know where your help comes from. Your help comes from the Lord. Now, watch a little bit of the news so you can be updated, but spend the rest of your time uh, uh, filling your hearts with things that feed your soul, things that strengthen you, things that, that move you forward, things that line up with the scriptures and God's purposes. Uh, go, go to the website, get some messages that will set you on fire. Open up your Bible. There's lots of, of resources you can use in order for you to have courage in, in the day in which we live. Watch what Paul says to Timothy. He says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but watch this, a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. The Holy Spirit is designed to give us what power, love, and a sound mind. How do you test the spirit that's operating in your heart, whether it's producing power, whether it's producing love or a sound mind? Power to keep your heart sweet. Power to uh, uh, keep your head up. Power to keep your head together. You say, well, Bishop, you don't know what, what, what I'm, I'm going through. Well, last I checked, the issue for the three Hebrew boys was not the temperature of the fire, but the one in the fire with them. And here's the deal. The issue is not how hot your circumstances is, but how, how big the God in your circumstances with you is. Skip to verse 18. So they called the disciples and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of of Jesus. So you see here, the council was intent on shutting them down. But Peter and John answered for all of them, full of the Holy Spirit, though, said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. So the conclusion here was self-evident. This is why, you know, it's unwise to argue with people who say God told them something. Because time will prove what an argument alone cannot prove. And, and a lot of times it's just a waste of time. You just got to let, you know, uh, time show who was the spirit behind what was said or, uh, or what was the spirit. Verse 21. So when they had further threatened them, you see, the Sanhedrin was totally indifferent to the miracle. Because it's hard to argue against a made up mind. Some people, even if they see miracles, they will not believe. And this was the case with these men. So after they threatened them, so again, they had already imprisoned them. They had handled them roughly. They treated them badly and poorly. And, and, and again, I reminded you that prisons were, they were just an unpleasant experience in every way. And then on top of that, they began to belittle them and, and tell them, if, if you do this again, we're going to wipe you out. Now this time we're going to be kind, but next time you're going to pay for what you have done. But again, you cannot argue against a made up mind. And these guys were determined that they were going to reject the gospel message. So after threatening them, they let them go and finding no way of punishing them, not because these guys were good, not because they didn't want to, but because of what says the people, since they glorified God for what had been done, their good deeds, the disciples, good deeds were so great that, uh, uh, it was no longer politically advantageous uh, for the, the Sanhedrin to punish them. And, and this is my prayer. It, my prayer is that the church would have such an impact on the community that although some people may not like us, they know to leave us alone. 
And being let go, they went to their own. This is why it's so important to have a good church. It's so important to have some good people in your life. Because when all hell breaks loose, you have people who will stand with you and not against you. And they reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. This is important. They didn't whitewash it. They didn't pretend that bad things weren't said. They didn't go back to the church and just, you know, try to keep calm. They told them the the complete truth about uh, the circumstances that all who agreed with them would be placed in. So when the church heard, the members said, you know what, I, 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 I didn't sign up for this. I'm, I'm not going to be a part of a church that's this controversial. Uh, you know what, I'm going to stop my recurring giving immediately. I'm, I'm going to send an email to the office and, and withdraw my, my membership. God forbid, that's not what happened. Watch what happened. They raised their voice. They didn't turn on each other. They didn't start yelling at James and, I mean, Peter and uh, uh, John. That, that, you know, why did you get us into No, none of that. They raised their voice to God with one accord, meaning there was complete unity. These were some powerful people. They were not intimidated by the Sanhedrin. They were not intimidated by uh, the, the culture and the things around them. They raised their voice with one accord without breaking ranks and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. God, I'm looking at you. I know what they said, but Lord, I know what you said. Then for five verses, the whole church starts quoting scriptures. And you got to have some crazy scripture quoting people in your life and in your corner. Some people that believe the Bible, that take it seriously, if you're going to win in the times that we're in. And in verse 29, I want you to know that they, again, for the first three verses, they just quote scriptures and they're saying what the, the word of God says. But then in verse 29, they, uh, they give God or, or, or they, 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 uh, ask God, their only request. Now watch their request. It's different than many of ours at times. He said, and by the way, they didn't deny what was happening. He said, now, Lord, look on their threats. I'm not pretending that it didn't happen. I'm not pretending it's not so. Lord, look on their threats. But notice they didn't ask God to stop the threats. They only asked God to make them courageous in the midst of the threats. Now, Lord, Look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness that they may speak your word. You see, after they saw the boldness of Peter and John and all the the 12 uh, apostles, they wanted to be just as free. They wanted to be able to be just as bold. Courage is contagious. When a brave person takes a stand, the spines of others are stiffened. Verse 31. And when they had prayed in unison, they prayed corporately and together as one person. And when they had what? Prayed. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. And when they prayed. And this is what we have to learn to do. When circumstances oppose us, when people oppose us and when they turned on each other no when they criticized no when they came up with excuses no longer to walk with the lord no and when they prayed watch what god did god so, got so happy 
that his people had finally gotten it, that they were really acting like good soldiers. The place they were assembled together was shaken. You see, everyone is praying that the pandemic will quickly end. And the motivation is so we can go back to our lukewarm lives. I'm praying that God would make us strong in the midst of it. Dear God, I do want it to end. But in the midst of it, Lord, do great things. We, we see the threats and, and, and terrible things are happening around us. But Lord, grant us boldness to continue to believe, not to be moved, to, 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 to stay steadfast in the midst of all that's going on right now. And after they prayed, the ground shook, the building shook. And watch how God answers their prayer for boldness. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. It's important. If you want to be able to stand up for yourself, ask God to fill you. Instead of being filled with every other option, get desperate enough to say, Lord, I want to be filled with you. Get filled with God. And then after you get filled, surround yourself with those on the same mission as you. The Bible says, after they were filled, watch the result of being filled. They spoke the word of God with boldness. The result of being filled is boldness. Boldness is an expression of freedom. It's, 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 I mean, when I can say what I think and mean what I say, when, when, when I can, again, I'm not talking about being rude or crude. I'm talking about communicating from your heart without fear of recrimination or, or fear of, of what people might do and backlash. The disciples at this point, they were so filled with God, they didn't care about what people said anymore. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And the result was, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. You see, the world has never been the same since these men and women were filled with the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts records what these men and women did, filled by God's spirit. These men and women reversed the courses of the entire empire to simply being filled with God. And many weren't learned. Many weren't wise. Many were not powerful or wealthy, but they were full. Imagine a day if God's people would once again get full. This reminds me of what Alexandra the Great said. He said, I'm not afraid of an army of lions led by a sheep. I'm afraid of an army of sheep that are led by a lion. What God is saying to us, get your roar back. Ask God to fill you till you overflow. God is saying, I want to I wanna do something in your life that the anxieties and fears that have kept you and have, have limited you, I want them to no longer have play or stay in your life. But in order to experience that, we have to lean into God and say, Lord, fill me. But here's the deal. 
be full of yourself, it's hard to be full with God. So you got to say, Lord, I humble myself. Lord, whatever it looks like, whatever it is you want to do in my life, Lord, fill me to over. I'm so done with trying to fit in, Lord. I want to stand out. I want to accomplish your purposes. I want to be your guy. I want to be your gal. I want to be the one you look to in my neighborhood to accomplish your purposes. If there's anyone right now that listens to this message, I want you to reach out in your heart and say, Lord, fill me. Fill me, God. You know what? Yeah, I might have a teaspoonful. I, I might have enough to kind of fit in. But you know what lukewarm is? It's, it's uh, being warm enough not to be cold and warm enough not to be hot. It's just staying in the middle. And many of us are living lives just safe in the middle. And God is saying, come out on the edge. And you, you weren't born to live that way, just to fit in. God wants to do something extraordinary. But in order for him to do it, you got to read. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I don't care what it makes me. I don't care where it takes me. Lord, I want to be full of you. And as you do that, God will hear. And many of you begin to hear things in, on the inside begin to communicate it, speak out. Many of you will begin to speak in other tongues. Others of you will begin to give praise and worship to God. But, but the bottom line is, say, Lord, fill me to overflowing because ultimately it's all about you. And I want to represent you well while I live in this life. You've been listening to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer. Join us next time as we continue this teaching. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Lots of channels, nothing to watch especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.